This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 340 of Horse Tip Daily, a different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. For all your holiday shopping needs, visit equestriancollections.com. Hi, Glenn Geek back with you from Lexington, Kentucky, and welcome back to Horse Tip Daily. Well, I apologize for the delay in getting the shows out uh, this week, but we'll be back on schedule here shortly. We had a bit of difficulty with about half of our recording equipment this week, and unfortunately, the hat that had all my tips stored on it from all the experts was the part that was having issues. So it went to the, to the uh, computer hospital and is now back. So I guess my tip with that would be redundancy, 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 which I have now set up now that the equipment is back. So that shouldn't happen again. You think being a geek, I would know better, but you know, I'm just like everybody else. We go through the day by day and we go, you know, think about the backup part, but we didn't lose anything and we're back in business now, hopefully recording with a little bit better quality. And uh, we'll be back to, as I said, we're going to get the tips caught up here over the next 10 days. We'll be back on schedule, so I apologize for the delay. This tip is uh, from Dr. Cubitt, who is a native of Queensland, Australia. She completed her Master of Science and Doctor of Philosophy degrees in equine nutrition and reproduction at Virginia Tech in Virginia. Dr. Cubitt has a wealth of knowledge in nutrition as it relates to reproduction and the back and background that includes all aspects of equine farm management. This tip is taken off of Jumping Radio Show, episode number 37. You can visit or listen to the rest of the episode at jumpingradio.com. It's a very interesting show, so hop on over there to jumpingradio.com to listen to the rest of this episode. And this tip is sponsored by Equestrian Collections. Equestrian Collections is your holiday gift shopping place of choice on the internet at equestriancollections.com. And as we do every year, we just recorded and, and got online the third annual Equestrian Collections Holiday Gift Guide. This is the 2010 version. It's at stablescoop.com, episode number 118. Take a listen at stablescoop.com and see what Debbie at Equestrian Collections picked out as her top 10 picks for this holiday season over at equestriancollections.com. And let me tell you, you can get all of your gift shopping needs done there. So take a listen, to, and it was a lot of fun too. Take a listen to episode number 118 at stablescoop.com. And we thank Equestrian Collections for continue, continuing their support of the shows here at the Horse Radio Network. And now, Dr. Cubitt. Hi, Chris. um, I'm glad to be back. Good to have you back here. And I know we're going to continue where we left off a couple of weeks ago when we're going to talk about the digestive tract today and nutrition. You know, some really valuable advice here that we're going to call the introduction to the digestive tract. So uh, over to you. Thanks, Chris. So last week, yeah, we touched a little bit on the evolution of the horse, how important forage was, some of the disorders that we can see in horses um, based on our scheduling. What I thought we'd talk about this week is more what is supposed to go into the digestive tract. So these aren't necessarily all nutrients, um, but they're absolutely critical. Things like water, how much water in different times of the year the horse requires different amounts, carbohydrates, fats, 
proteins, and vitamins, and minerals. So this is all what's supposed to go into the digestive tract. And we think about water, obviously, in the cool weather. And now I know for a lot of you this might seem like basic information, but it's absolutely critical. Without water, your horse will die. Um, it becomes very difficult to measure how much water your horse is taking in if they're in a stall and they've got automatic waterers. But the general rule in a cooler weather would be that a horse should drink between 10 and 12 gallons a day, so two regular water buckets. Um, in the hotter weather or when they're sweating or exercising a lot, it can be up to 20, 25 gallons. Now, all of these examples are on about a 1,000-pound animal, so if it's a much bigger horse, obviously a lot more. And just simple things like if your horse is lactating, milk is primarily water, so make sure the mare is drinking plenty of water. Um, if you don't think your horse is drinking a lot of water, then you can add an electrolyte to encourage them to drink or just making sure they have plenty of access to, to salt. Uh, so that's, that's water. If we get on to carbohydrates, now this has been a hot topic for a couple of years now, especially for those insulin-resistant or metabolic horses. And I will have people tell me, I need my horse to go on Atkins for horses. I've got to cut out all carbohydrates. You know, my friend told me I've got to do that. Well, I don't know what your horse would eat if we did that because if you think about how carbohydrates are in the plant are broken down, we have structural carbohydrates, which is exactly as the name suggests. It's the structure of the plant. It's what holds it up. It's the cell wall. It's the fiber. Fiber, like we talked about last week, is absolutely critical in the horse's diet. What we can decrease, though, is the non-structural carbohydrates, the cell contents, the sugars and starches. We've heard words like water-soluble carbohydrates, ethanol-soluble carbohydrates, and starch. Now we're, we are using ethanol-soluble carbohydrates plus starch to come up with that non-structural carbohydrate value. And with these metabolic causes, we really like that value to be less than 10%. In order to find out what those values are in your feed, you need to call the feed company if they're not listing it. And when it comes to your hay, if you're really concerned about those carbohydrate values because you've got a sick horse, an insulin-resistant horse, or a laminitic horse, then you really need to get your hay tested. Um, now, carbohydrates are really the most typical source of energy for the horse. We Think about those sugars and starches uh, as the most typical source of energy, but fats not animal fats, vegetable fats, are also a very, very good source of energy to the horse. Um, very easy, safe way to put weight on a horse is to feed them fat. Now, multiple different types of fat supplements, vegetable oil, rice bran. Now, the differences being rice bran is 20% fat, vegetable oil is 99% fat, so it's just much more energy dense. Um, a cup of oil gives the same amount of calories or energy as two two and a half time as two to two and a half pounds of, of cereal grains. Um, I'll have people tell me that, oh, you know, my husband people can't be on a high fat diet, so is it gonna affect my horse? Is he gonna get clogged arteries or get fat? Well, no, a human's diet can be between 30 and 70% fat as a high fat diet, but you're really not gonna get your horse's diet over total diet over 10% fat. I don't usually recommend any more than two cups of fat, um, of oil, vegetable oil a day additionally, and that would be really for sheer weight gain. Um, 
And like any feeding change, you really need to do it gradually. And especially when you're adding a lot of oil, say, to your horse's diet, you definitely want to do it over a 10 to 14-day period. Slowly introduce it, especially if your horse was on a low-fat diet to start with. But fats are a very, very good energy source. It's a cool, calm energy source. It's very safe. Um, Protein. Now, proteins are very, very critical, and I think they get a bad rap also. I, around the world, it's not just here in America, I hear the common, I can't feed my horse high protein because it'll make him crazy, it'll give him stomach ulcers, it will cause uh, OCD or growth problems. It's just not correct. Like water, protein is absolutely critical. Your body's made up of lots of different proteins, amino acids, and without it, again, you'll die. Um, Lactating mares and growing foals obviously have a higher requirement for protein, but not necessarily uh, larger amounts of protein, but better quality. So we've heard of terms like lysine. Lysine is an amino acid, and it's the only amino acid that we have an actual requirement for in horses to date, but that is a measure of the quality of the protein. Um, so proteins will not, excess proteins will not make your horse crazy. Um, when, you, when I say quality protein versus quantity of protein, well, where do I get those good quality proteins from? What protein sources give me those amino acids that my horse needs? Legumes. Uh, alfalfa, like soybean meal, soybeans are legumes. Any beans are legumes. They give you good sources of those amino acids. Cereal grains and grasses have protein in them, but not necessarily the higher amounts of those good quality amino acids. Um, There's been a lot of research that suggests that you can actually feed lesser amounts of protein to a horse if you feed them better quality. Um, So that's pretty important when it comes to protein. When it comes to, and sorry, I'm rushing through all these, but when it comes to vitamins and minerals, obviously we need them in much smaller amounts than protein and energy and water, but they're all also very critical. And it's critical that you have um, the balanced amounts. There's certain mineral balances, for example, that we know are critical. Calcium and phosphorus need to be in certain ratios. Um, but when it comes to vitamins per se, uh, One thing I will say about hay, usually people, um, you can't really tell a lot from looking at a hay, but one thing as far as its mineral content or vitamin content, but what you can tell is vitamin A and vitamin E that are in the forage are directly related to the color. So the greener the hay or the grass is, the more vitamin A and vitamin E. So shedded stored hay that goes a little yellow will start to lose uh, some vitamin A and E, but most of our feeds are fortified with these anyway. Um, B vitamins, a lot of talk about uh, one in particular B vitamin called biotin. I think there's eight or nine uh, B vitamins in the group. Now, if your horse is getting plenty of forage, isn't living a stressful lifestyle, you know, exercising, then the bacteria in the hindgut actually produce their own B vitamins. So biotin, niacin, thiamine, these are all B vitamins, but your horse can actually synthesize them itself. If your horse has poor quality feet, then obviously 
adding a little uh, hoof supplement that would contain biotin would be beneficial. Now when we get on to minerals, again needed in quite small amounts, but they're absolutely critical. One thing I will say, uh, with mineral nutrition, some people use utilize mineral blocks and hope that the horse is getting all of the nutrients they need out of a mineral block, but especially if you have horses in a group, the hierarchy system, some will pick away at the salt block more than others, so it's really not a good way to make sure your horse is getting all the minerals that it needs. So short and sweet, but very important. Very, uh, yeah, you're detailed, uh, Tanya. That's super, really valuable information. And, you know, just some of those basics to have an understanding. I think it's so easy for people just to just go in the store and buy um, a bag and think they've covered it, you know. And it, it is a complex subject, but there are some fundamentals that uh, we want to cover here on the Jumping Radio Show. And I appreciate you spending time with us, uh, Tanya. Um, I know you're going to come back in a couple of weeks and give us some more. Do you know what you have in your bag of tricks for us next time? So next time, so this time we touched on what's supposed to go into the digestive tract. Next time we'll touch on where it's supposed to be absorbed, used, and what happens if it's not. So we'll touch on colic, upsetting the the bounce of those bacteria in the hindgut, um, and what can go wrong when we... uh, mess up the feeding so to speak all right striking the balance well thank you so much tanya appreciate your time and look forward to uh, you coming back in a couple of weeks time look for looking forward to it well thank you to dr cubit for joining us here on horse tip daily and for chris stafford for letting us borrow these tips from her over at the jumping radio show part of the horse radio network you can listen to the rest of that episode episode number 37 at jumping radio show Dot com. That's jumpingradio.com. And don't forget to join us on the morning show, 9 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday. That's 9 a.m. Eastern. Join us live, and you can give us a call as well. You can give us a call at 347-637-3238 any morning, 9 to 1030 a.m. At, at horsesinthemorning.com is where you can listen. Just hop on over to horsesinthemorning.com. Well, thank you, everybody. We'll be back again tomorrow with another new horse tip with another new expert. Until then, stay safe and wear your helmet. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 